Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. I'm convinced that the American church has arrived at a significant moment of truth. We are only 75, 80 years removed from three separate regimes that killed 60 to 70 million people intentionally. The parallels with where the American church is now to where the German church stood in the face of the Nazi regime are unavoidable and grim. Churches need to understand really what Marxism is, which is to destroy the church, to destroy the word of God. So if you capture the seminaries, you capture the pastors, you capture the laity, you capture the soul of the world. Christianity is not just about saying Jesus loves you and then going to heaven one day, but that there's a war that's raging. The church is weakening, which is why Marxism is ascendant in America today. This is the hour of the American church. Wow. wow. So well done. You know, we've been referencing this book for, I don't a know, a year, a year maybe yep. a year and a half. I forget exactly how long um, on this show. And I tell you, I'm so excited to dive into this content uh, a little bit deeper. Um, he's number one New York, New York Times bestseller, written more than 30 books. Uh, for children. For, just for children alone are the 14 other books translated into more than 20 five languages. I, I don't know if he speaks 25 languages. That would be uh, super impressive, but the one that only Mr. Eric McTaxis. Thank you. I, all the books, you know, translated into other languages. I can't read them. I wrote them evidently, but I cannot read them. But here's the good news. All my books have been translated into other languages, but they will soon be translated back into English and so we can read them again. Isn't that perfect? Great? Perfect. It's awesome. You've been operating in faith up to this point. You're assuming this is what I said, <laughs> but it's in Swahili, so I'm not 100 sure. Eric, something I've been dying to ask you about, and this would it, it honestly, from personal reasons, to help me make sense of the world uh, that we're in. When you talk about, uh, you know, Bonhoeffer, if you were to go to on a college campus today and ask students, you know, if you were going to be, you know, during slavery, you know, who would you be? Every student would raise their hand that they would be an abolitionist, you know, for sure. Mm -hmm. And we know that's yeah. not true. Or there would, there would have been more, mm -hmm. you know, people like to look selectively and inject themselves into storylines differently than maybe they are in their current circumstances. Um, but I, I look at, at his situation. I look at our current circumstances and the way you, you lay them next to each other. I, I, I wonder sometimes, are people... Under the, the the hypnosis of propaganda and ill-informed, and that's why they operate, or 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 do they operate the way they do out of lack of of fiber in their spine and mm. courage? Um, we uh, put it one more thing. We had a, we had a tech executive on recently on the show, and he's developed uh, a browsing software. Uh, he's, he's pro conservative, First Amendment, you know these things, and he, he referenced his brother. So we actually looked on his 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 profile. He has a brother. That's the most far Trump-hating leftist person that you could ever have. And I'm like, these, these, both these men have access to the same information and they're speaking out with equal passion mm -hmm. on different sides of the coin. Um, and I look at these times in history where, where they're just where, 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 where Bonhoeffer's peers under propaganda influence and bought in, 
or was he the only one with courage? To stand it's up. It's both. It's both. It's it's everything. I mean, this is the point is that there's no answer. There, there's a there's a a host of reasons. And and some people are let, let, let's be honest. There have always been uh, cowards. Right. I'm going to do what works for me. I'm scared. I got to protect myself. I don't care about truth. I don't care about my neighbor. What do I need to do so I get don't get in trouble? There have always been people like that. Uh, there have always been people that are deluded that they actually believe they're doing the right thing when they're doing the wrong thing. Why would that be? There's a host of reasons just for that. Why would you be convinced that, you know, as a Christian, for example, I don't need to speak out against uh, evil. I don't need to speak out against corruption. I don't need to speak out against uh, any of these things. I just need to stay in my lane, preach the gospel, be a nice person. Where do people get those Mm-hmm. horrible ideas. They're from the pit of hell. But where did you get it from? Well, you know, you say, well, that's what my pastor says. Uh, where did he get it from? Well, he he was listening to a sermon by Andy Stanley, or he was listening to John Maxwell, the great Christian leader, John Maxwell or Rick Warren. They said Christians shouldn't be political. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Bad ideas are bad ideas. Where they come from, why some people uh, take them. I mean, I mentioned they've always been, you know, cowards. There've always been people that are confused. They're just doing the wrong thing because they bought into bad mm-hmm. ideas. And there've always been wicked people. There are people knowingly, in other words, it's kind of like somebody says, listen, uh, you want to get rich and famous? We're going to pay you money or we've got some dirt on you. If unless you do what we tell you, uh, we're going to show this dirt. There, that, that has always existed. So where someone is or what their excuses are, it's always complicated. The question is, what about you? What about me? Are we honest before God? Do we say, Lord, I want to do what is right and true because I actually believe in you. I actually love you and I trust you. So the reason the new book is called Letter to the American Church is because I thought this is the American heresy. Americans think, oh, I'm just saved by faith, so I don't need to do anything. I just Mm -hmm. believe some stuff, so I'm saved. I'm good. Wrong. If you actually believe in the God of the Bible the way you claim to, you have a saving faith in the God of the Bible, the scripture says you will act differently. You will live out your faith. The Bible says faith without works is dead. So if you're not living out your faith heroically, self-sacrificially and saying, God, my job belongs to you. You gave me my job. You provide for me. You gave me whatever I have. So I'm going to I'm going to serve you self-sacrificially and fearlessly because you're real and I can actually trust you. If you don't have that kind of faith, you really don't have faith. And so you have Mm. this kind of soft message being preached around the country that, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to be activated and activist Mm -hmm. and you don't have to be doing this and do it. Just believe, just come to church on Sunday and, you know, we're going to keep our noses clean. We don't want to get in trouble. That's exactly what led to hell on earth under the Nazis was Christians Mm -hmm. in Germany who bought this lie. Again, some of them were cowards. Some of them were just confused. Some of them are really good people who, who got confused. Not They weren't all evil. You, you had this host of, you know, this, this continuum, right? This variety mm-hmm. of things. But the bottom line is most people, Christians in Germany, in the early 30s, early, they said, we, 
we don't think we need to fight. We don't think we need to be like those radicals like Bonhoeffer and, you know, be fighting against the evil of the Nazis because we don't know if it's evil and, you know, it'll pass and we're just going to keep our nose clean. We're going to sit here on the fence. We're going to be neutral. We're just going to have church on Sunday. We don't need to get, you know, so activated and whatever. Well, they were wrong. And because of their inability to face the situation and to stand and to fight and to join Bonhoeffer and others in the fight, they opened the door to hell on earth. Now, we have that historical example. So we have no excuse in the American church. We can look back there. Now, again, you know, a lot of times people just choose not to look. They just they just look at what they want to look at. But so there's this variety of things. And the reality is evil is real. And if you call yourself some kind of Christian, you have to act as though what the Bible says is true. There is evil in the world, satanic evil. God mm-hmm. calls us to fight against it. He calls us to, to trust that he actually defeated death on the cross. So we're not supposed to have fear. We're supposed to be fearless. Now, if you're not fearless, then I'm here to ask, do you maybe not believe? Do you maybe not have faith? If faith is so easy, uh, you know, I, I, I think we need to be willing to pay a price for our faith. People around the world die for their faith. Mm-hmm. We need to choose, do I really, really believe this or not? And people kind of think, well, I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm going to sit here on the fence. I'm not going to do much. You're enabling evil to take over. And that's really the matter, message of Letter to the American Church. It's the message of the film and the book Letter to the American Church. It shows the parallels with Bonhoeffer and how many good Christians at that time said, I'm going to take a pass. I, I, don't, I don't see any reason for me to get too involved. And, you know, the lie that's present in our day, you have many Christian leaders saying this, that we shouldn't be political. I'm here to say in slavery times, in the 1850s, mm-hmm. would you as a Christian say, I, I don't want to be political because you actually don't care about human beings who are enslaved? You don't care? You're commanded to love your neighbor, but you don't care enough to say, oh, I'm going to get involved politically. In a free country, we have the ability to get involved politically. You can say, oh, no, I, I don't care. God will judge you mm-hmm. for that. If you're alive in Wilberforce's day, he stood against the slave trade, incredibly wicked because of his Christian faith. How many Christians at the time, they call themselves Christians, said, we don't want to mix our faith and politics. We just want to go to our nice church. We don't care about people being enslaved and dragged across the Atlantic and, and treated so horrifyingly. I mean, anybody who's read my book, Amazing Grace, about William Wilberforce, it is unbelievable what was done. You don't care about that? You're not going to get involved politically? What about the unborn? You don't care about the unborn? So this lie, and I just want to be clear, this is a lie, and Christian leaders are preaching this lie that we're not supposed to be political. That is nonsense from the pit of hell. And we know we're not supposed to make an idol of politics. We're not supposed to make an idol of anything. I'm not supposed to make an idol of loving my wife or my family but I'm supposed to love my wife and my family. I'm supposed to love my country. Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to make an idol of patriotism. But this idea that if you get involved politically, if you take a stand against these evils that are all around us, you're just being a, you're just a culture warrior. You're, you're a Christian nationalist. That's the new term that they're using to Mm -hmm. silence the voice of God in his church. If you're not willing to stand against that, you've become part of the problem. It's why I wrote the book letter to the American church and the, and the film by the way, people can go to the website, lettertotheamericanchurch.com. You can get a free screening at your church. You can buy the DVD. You can do whatever you want. But I want to make this available. Any church that wants to do a free screening, Letter to the American Church, because we're on the lip of you know the volcano. 
And uh, if the church doesn't wake up now, exactly what happened to the church in Germany, it is happening in America. The parallels are in the book Letter to the American Church and in the film. The parallels are so dramatic that I, I had I had to say something. I had to write the book because I know the story of Bonhoeffer. I know what happened. I know how it happened. It's exactly what is happening now in the American church. Exactly. And that's the horror to me is that it is happening right now. We'll have, the, we'll have those links down below. Mm -hmm. Make sure people know that whatever platform, if you're on Spotify, Apple, um, wherever you are in the show notes is a, is a direct link to letters to the American church.com. Um, as well as, as well as, uh, Eric's Twitter feed at Eric Metaxas, um, on, on X. These are, these are voices that you need in your world to be sharing at your, at your dinner table. It was interesting as you were talking, Eric, it just made me think back to 2020, you know, when David and I started flyover conservatives, initially it was just a Facebook group and God gave us the slogan, wake up, speak up and show up. And he really highlighted at that time that um, conservative Christians took a real pride in being the silent majority. And when the plumb line of Jesus is taken out of all these different spheres of influence, that's why you get where we are today, where good is called evil and evil is called good. And we have to not just be awake. And I think you know, the enemy meant 2020, 2021, 2022, all of those things for bad, but God is so good, he can use it for good. And he really did. There was a wake-up call for a lot of people, almost like a bucket of cold water that were thrown on people. Um, and then right. the next question is, are you willing to speak up? Are you willing to show up? And we're seeing more and more of that. But what would be your recommendation, you know, for people? If they're listening to this today and they're like, okay, I, I want to use my time, my talent, my treasure, what are different ways that people can speak up and show up to make a difference? Well, at the at the website, lettertotheamericanchurch.com, there's a list of things people can do. I think the first thing is to get people to understand the problem. It's why I wrote the book. Uh, and why we made the film. We have a study guide because people, I want people to study this in small groups to really understand this is not Eric Metaxas's point of view. This is either biblical or it's garbage. And if it's biblical, uh, you just ask God, say, Lord, what would you have me to do? First of all, I say to people, please spread the message, spread the website, letter to the American church.com so that other people can suddenly say, oh, oh, yeah, there, there's a free screening maybe I want to go because I kind of feel like it's about a movement, right? That, that we all have something to do and God will show us what to do. Some of us can do very small things. Some of us can do huge things. It doesn't matter. The point is if you ask God to use you uh, in, in saving this country for God's purposes, he will do that. It's just that there's so many people aren't convinced that they need to do anything or they've been convinced that, I just need to be nice. I need to go along to get along. I don't want to. I don't want to cause trouble. That is a lie. And there are Christian voices, uh, and shame on them for spreading this lie because there were Christian voices in Hitler's Germany who were preaching this lie. Don't get involved. Leave it alone. Just do church. That is what enabled hell on earth in that in those days because the church was silent at the moment when they had a voice. Now the key is. We're in those early days where there is still, I mean, I shouldn't say it's early days, we're, we're at the last moment, but we're still, there's still a little bit of time. There's not three years or five years. There's mm -hmm. like a year maybe where if the church does not rise up and say, we must act, we must do everything we can. You know, it, it, Trump is not enough, okay? I, I think it's very, very important uh, for people to understand that mm -hmm. we're going to have an election and that it is vital that we reelect yeah. Trump. Absolutely vital in anything you can do. 
But that's not enough. The church is responsible. We have to be activated and we have to do our part. Bonhoeffer called it faith in action. If your faith is not faith in action, you have no faith. You're, you're deluded. And there are many people who say, well, I, I have faith and I'm saved by my faith. I believe this. I believe that. If you're not living it out self-sacrificially, it's proof to God that you do not have real faith. Because if you have real faith, you're going to be living it out. Now, what does that mean? That looks different for everybody. You know, not everybody uh, is going to be like me or like you guys. Everybody's different. Some people are going to run for office. Some people are just going to say, you know, I'm going to homeschool my kids or I'm going to get involved. Mm -hmm. There's an infinite number of things we can do. But the point is, we've we've bought this idea that church is just this little thing. It's like a hobby I do in the basement. It has no relation to the rest of my life. No, your faith is supposed to be lived out in every sphere, every single sphere. And when the church starts living like that, or when enough in the church, when a holy remnant in the church start living like that and hanging out with others who get that, that will change the nation. But the time is Mm -hmm. very short. It's why we're making the film available free to any church that wants to screen the film for free. LetterToTheAmericanChurch.com. You can see it there. You can see the free screenings that are available, but you can also sign up your church, and I would beg people to do that. And if your church doesn't want to do a free screening, then I want to know, why do you go to that church? Because the main main thing people say to me, what can I do? I say the first thing, if you are going to a church that is, you know, singing while uh, the Jews are passing by in the boxcars, some people familiar with that idea, you're just saying, oh, we're just going to worship God. We don't care about what is that. If you're going to a church that is enabling this evil by doing nothing, I beg you to get out of that church. I beg you to take your tithe, that's God's money, out of that church. Pull your friends out of that church. You need to be a part of a body of Christ that understands where we are and that is fighting heroically. It's what the Lord created us for. It's what he called us into his presence, to have faith in him, to live that way. And if we will do that, the world will change. And if we don't do that, we're part of the problem. So it's a very stark choice. And I say it over and over again. If you're on the fence, the devil owns the fence. And if you're on the fence, you're serving the devil. You might not know it, but I'm here to tell you that you need to choose. Don't don't be fooled into thinking that there's some neutral ground because all the German pastors that believed that, they eventually saw they had been duped, they had been used. And when they woke up, it was too late. That is the horror is that it was too late. There was nothing they could do. We're right in that moment now where we have a year or so. If we do not wake up, if you wake up in two, three years from now, there will be enough laws and enough uh, authoritarian uh, figures to just shut you down. You no longer have any recourse. Right now, we still have a voice. We still have recourse. But if we don't use our voice and use all the resources we have and do everything we can, spread this stuff on social media, do what you can. If we don't do it, it's over. So I believe the Lord is with us. He wants us to do it. He'll be with us. But everyone listening, you could be the tipping point. Literally, you, whoever you are, Mm -hmm. you could be the tipping point. What you do, you are the church. And that's really the, the, the central message. We have a you know, big value for tools uh, in this space because, you know, people can watch a show, but I, hey, how do I articulate this at the dinner table? This is a tool for every family that you can sit down with your family, with your kids, with your grandkids and watch and have a meaningful conversation mm-hmm. and inject yourself in the storyline. What would I do then? 
Well, we have the opportunity. What would I what would I do now? We have a slogan on the show that a lot of people, everybody's kind of sitting back hoping Donald Trump would do 80 million things to save America. The real answer we found is 80 million of us need to do one thing each day to save our our own country. And it's up to us individually. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of minutes left with you. I want to kind of end with one question, Eric. And again, fly for family and go to letters to the American letter. letter. Mm-hmm. Only one letter. Mm-hmm. Only needed one. He's that good. <laughs> letter. To the American Church, uh, dot com. Paul needed like dozens he of them. He did. Eric yep. needs one. one. Letter <laughs> to the American Church, dot com. Uh, go there. These resources are all available to you. But I want to ask you real quick as we close to you personally, based in your life, your walk, your observation of the world, uh, uh, your observation of, of God's word, who is Jesus? He seems to be someone who is, is made into a malleable force in today's world to, to reflect the message of the time. Jesus may be kind. One of the fruits of the Spirit now seems to be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always nice. He was always, he's walked around washing people's feet. Um, to you and your experience, your relationship, who is Jesus? Well, there's no answer to that question. He is my Lord and my Savior. He is everything. He is God. There's not uh, an atom in all of the universe uh, that he didn't create and that he's not making the electron go around the nucleus. And all. I mean, God is so big that it, 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 it could give you a heart attack understanding who he is. But he made himself a human being so that we could relate to him. It's, it's mind-blowing. I mean, I talk about this. I wrote a book called um, is atheism dead? And when you understand who God is, on one level, it's frightening when you think how big and amazing he is. And then the idea that he says, yes, and I want to be your friend. I love you. I died for you. I want a relationship with you personally. That is so mind-blowing. You talk about, you know, the greatest story ever told, the good news. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's astonishing. It is astonishing. And listen, he calls us to live for him utterly. And it's a joy. It's an adventure. It's not a burden. It's why we were born. Mm -hmm. It's why we were born again, to live utterly for him. And that's going to look different for everybody, but just ask him to show you. And again, I hope this book galvanizes people, Letter to the American Church and the film, because I really think we're in in an extraordinary historic moment where if the church will rise to this occasion, we will see glorious things that many of us have never dreamt of. Uh, people have been praying for for centuries. I think we're going to see the fruit of those prayers. But the church of this day, and again, the church is whoever you are listening right now, you're the church. If we will step up and be heroic, uh, as we think we would have been heroic back in Bonhoeffer's day or another day, you do it now and see what the Lord will do through you. Uh, it's, a, it's a glorious moment. It is a glorious moment. But the Lord will not force us. We have to choose to obey uh, and to trust him. That's good. Well, you're, you're, you're a hero to us personally. I love your work. Uh, I, I think God puts you in this timeline on purpose. Uh, Stacy and I are very thankful mm-hmm. for you. While a lot of the church may be just focused on behavior modification and waiting on a rapture, you know, to come and, and fix it all. Uh, you're seem to be using every ounce of what God put in you, leaving it all on the court. Uh, with nothing left for tomorrow to make a difference. And uh, I hope that people take action on this. Go to uh, letter to theamericanchurch.com. It's in the links below. Thanks for the work that mm-hmm. you create. And thank you for being just a bright light today. Hey, Flyover family. It is going to be a crazy year. Obviously, year of election 2024. Who knows what the future holds? But if we look back at the past, we look at what's happened, the year of elections, it's never good. 
So we're like, okay, what can we do as a family mm -hmm. to prepare to take care of our family during this time? And there's things that you can store up that are cheap and easy. You can get beans and rice and there's prep packs, but you need a protein in the mix to sustain yourself and sustain the people that depend on you to provide for them if the supply chain is broken for any length of time. And we truly have searched everywhere to find the best source. And we have come across one, flyovermeat.com. Non-lab grown meat, non-MRNA jabs. It's all American beef. The shelf life is actually 10 plus years. So high quality meat that you can take care of your family no matter what happens. That is exactly right. So go to flyovermeat.com, use promo code flyover. This is a crazy time to be alive. Well, just in our lifetime, it used to be where you'd hear your grandparents talk about how cheap gas was and stuff, and it was 75 years before, 50 years you yeah. know, before. And so we've seen a lot of changes since Biden took office, $700 more a month. Than what you needed in January of 21 when he took office. You might hear these kind of things and think, oh, that's overwhelming. I can't control the government. I can't control what they're doing. I can't control the spending, but we can take care of ourselves. You want to make sure that you're buying bullion from somebody that you can trust and someone that does not charge you a commission when you go to sell. If there's going to be a commission, have it on the front end, not the back end when it skyrockets and now you're like, oh my gosh, look at this big, huge commission I got to pay because it's on the back end before I sell it. You can buy an ounce of silver for $23. So this is something everybody can get into. And if silver goes to $50, if it goes to $75, if it goes to $100, all of those profits are yours. And that's happening while the dollar is buying less and less at the actual grocery store. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. Or to do the same thing, you can just call 720-605-3900. The Thrive Time Show two-day interactive business workshops are the world's highest rated and most reviewed business workshops because we teach you what you need to know to grow. You can learn the proven 13-point uh, business systems that Dr. Zellner and I have used over and over to start and grow successful companies. When we get into the specifics, the specific steps on what you need to do to optimize your website. We're going to teach you how to fix your conversion rate. We're going to teach you how to do a social media marketing campaign that works. How do you raise capital? How do you get a small business loan? We teach you everything you need to know here during a two-day, 15-hour workshop. It's all here for you. You work every day in your business, but for two days you can escape and work on your business and build these proven systems so now you can have a successful company that will produce both the time freedom and the financial freedom that you deserve. You're going to leave energized, motivated, but you're also going to leave empowered. The reason why I've built these workshops is because as an entrepreneur, I always wish that I had this. And because there wasn't anything like this, I would go to these motivational seminars, no money down, real estate, Ponzi scheme, get motivated seminars, and they would never teach me anything. It was like you went there and you paid for the, the big chocolate Easter bunny, but inside of it, it was a hollow nothingness. And I wanted the knowledge, and they're like, oh, but we'll teach you the knowledge after our next workshop. And the great thing is we, we have nothing to upsell. At every workshop, we teach you what you need to know. There's no one in the back of the room trying to sell you some next big uh, get-rich-quick, walk-on-hot-coals uh, product. It's literally we teach you the brass tacks, the specific stuff that you need to know to learn how to start and grow a business. And I encourage you to not believe what I'm saying, and I want you to Google uh, the Z66 Auto Auction. 
want you to Google elephant in the room. Look at Robert Zellner and Associates. Look them up and say, are they successful because they're geniuses or are they successful because they have a proven system? When you do that research, you will discover that the same systems that we use in our own business can be used in your business. Come to Tulsa, book a ticket, and I guarantee you it's going to be the best business workshop ever. And we'll even give you your money back if you don't love it. We've built this facility for you, and we're excited to see you. Now you may be thinking, what does it actually cost to attend an in-person two-day interactive Thrive Time Show business workshop? Well, good news. The tickets are $250 or whatever price that you can afford. What? Yes, they're $250 or whatever price you can afford. I grew up without money, and I know what it's like to live without money. So if you're out there today and you want to attend our in-person two-day interactive business workshop, all you got to do is go to thrivetimeshow.com to request those tickets. And if you can't afford $250, we have scholarship pricing available to make it affordable for you. So if you would like to meet us, we will be at that business conference next week. We would love to meet you in person. They are amazing conferences and you learn so much. And you're also in a room that's full of people that are all trying to move their business forward, learn. So it's kind of a a hungry environment. So everybody's kind of anticipating Mm -hmm. new breakthroughs and learning, new insights. Then you kind of, whatever business you're in, you kind of interpret the events around you even better. And I want to talk about interpreting events a little bit. If you Mm -hmm. uh, say we're going on a cruise with your family and you're, you're, you're getting on the ship and you're like excited. You got your bags and all the people that work on the ship, uh, the stewards and people are, are all kind of jogging off quickly and just kind of urgently and not talking to you. And then you see, you know, the, the, the captains and the people that run it, they're kind of doing the, the same, excuse me, excuse me, coming, coming through, yeah, coming you'd through. Be like, I am not getting on that ship. You're like, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Why would they want to get off? Like you might even ignore it. Cause Hey, I'm so excited to get on. I've been watching the commercials. There's nothing but great things. But do you look at the the sparkle and dazzle the ship or do you look at the people that are in the know mm-hmm. that are the most vested, which would be the captains and the staff and people who work there? If they're hurrying and rushing to get off, oh, there's there's nothing to see here. There's no problem. Uh, but they're but they're hustling to get off. That should be a sign. Mm-hmm. Although most people, because we're kind of programmed to be distracted by the glitz and the the smells and oh, this mm-hmm. looks good. Um, you got to look not at the glitz, but you got to look at the people that are invested in the the the, the boat, the ones mm-hmm. you're about to get on. And it's been interesting because we've been talking about stuff quite a bit, you know, over the last uh, couple of years, you know, talking to Kirk Elliott. I think we might have a PhD. Uh, <laughs> honorary. Honorary PhD and what we're learning uh, from Dr. Kirk Elliott over the last year and a half or two years. But he brought up this whole thing about Bezos. If you guys remember from last week, Bezos dumped $10.4 billion of his shares. There's a PDF of this. And so got why it, is he dumping 10.4 billion of his shares? What's going on that would cause that? His wife has done something very ex-wife, uh, uh, one of the richest ex-wives in the world has done the same. Um, that's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if, if something's going to be increasing, you'd think they'd want to hold it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and for that move. Um, it's not happening just there. There's quite a few other people as well. Uh, Bill and Melinda Gates uh, Foundation selling stock in Microsoft. Um, Jamie Dimon uh, uh, is has not made a sale since 2005, and he just sold 150 million dollars of of shares of of uh, uh, J.P. Morgan. Um, Mark Zuckerberg uh, sold 400 million dollars of of Facebook stock. This is all in the last week or two. Um, there's uh, the Bezos. Uh, Bezos sold $8.5 mm-hmm. $8. billion uh, worth of Amazon. 
um, there, there's quite a few others. Um, uh, Lily Endowment, $130 million of, of, of Lily's. Alex Carp sold $25 million uh, in stock. Uh, McDermott recently sold $26 million. They got all the stock. Okay, then also the Walton family. The Walton family just sold $4.5 billion worth of Walmart stock. And then Jim Ellis and Rob Walton sold $1.5 billion after their earnings. So you have to be like, okay, what the heck why, is going on? Why why, they, why is everybody selling? We're gonna put a, a, a chart on the screen. There's a, a entrepreneur, kind of a tech executive, um, semi economist person that we follow. I have a lot of trust in. Um, so you know, Bezos, Gates, and Zuckerberg uh, have all sold heavily over the last two months. He goes, I remember the last time that this happened, and he has a chart showing. December the 15th, 2021, uh, there was a major sell-off by these exact same players. He says, is the roller coaster going downhill again? Uh, you know, woohoo is, is, is the comment. But you look at that chart. The last time we were in this exact moment, that is what the stock market did. And when things hit a peak, that's sometimes where your mm-hmm. brother-in-law and people are like, oh, this is going up. I want to get in. But if you look around at the people that have the most invested, that have the most at stake, if they're pulling money out. What do they do? They pull money mm-hmm. out, do something else with it, and then get back in at the bottom of a dip like that. They're looking at global events. These people go and they meet at Davos. They meet uh, uh, at e- executive meetings and they they get together and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? Those are meetings that you're not you know, inv- invited to. And you got to look at, so then what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And again, if you're getting on a cruise ship, the captain, the staff, everybody is, is scurrying to get off. What do they know that you yeah, don't know? Great question. And uh, we're in turbulent times. We're got you know we're in basically seven wars in this world. We've covered in the past China, Russia, all the major nations that are opposing the United States mm-hmm. are all heavily invested in tangible assets. Oil is a thing. Gold is a thing. Mm-hmm. Silver is a thing. They're getting into things and not a shoebox full of, of of IOUs, you know, like Dumb and Dumber. Like, hey, that's that's just as good. As, that's just as good as cash. I would hold on to that. You know, you got to ask yourself this: if 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 you had a friend that you knew had not worked in two years, but his lifestyle was kind of the same, mm-hmm. it looks like they're doing well, but everything's going on a credit card. Would you take a, a ten thousand dollar IOU and borrow ten thousand to that guy? No, no. He, his his. The, the, but if you you know if he had someone else you knew was diligent, mm-hmm. was saving, is hardworking, has two jobs, the wife's working, you know that they're that they're producing income, and they had a ten thousand dollar IOU and they wanted ten thousand dollars, would you take it? Yeah, they're probably good for it. And so so the dollar is shifting, other nations mm-hmm. are making moves, and our stock market is is at a peak place, and the people at the top of it are pulling money out, not in. Thousands or hundreds of thousands, but by millions, millions millions and billions, Mm -hmm. eight and a half billion dollars by Jeff Bezos alone. So that is a warning to us and what we're doing personally, and we've been doing it consistently and and as much as we possibly can, is taking money out of other areas and putting it into things that are tangible, you know, Mm -hmm. gold, silver, oil. Those are the easiest things to do. Silver is the best investment, but you need somebody that can ride this roller coaster out with you and with no fee, get back out of it at whatever point and put your chips back on the table when the playing environment becomes right again. So there is a fee at the, at the front end, yes. just not at the back end. And that's when, obviously, you know, if it spikes, you're not having to pay on all of that. So You're not paying on really your gains. It's yes. incredibly important. But it all starts with a consultation. You, 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 you go to flyovergold.com and that just puts you into the loop with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. And then you have that conversation, pray about it and see if it's right for you. That's exactly right. So go, go ahead, again, go to flyovergold.com or call 7 
720-605-3900. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We bless you. We bless you to realize you were born for such a time as this. We bless you to realize your future is brighter than your past. And we bless you to wake up, speak up, and show up. See you back next time, guys. Thanks a lot and peace out. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Yeah.